This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. You guys, I'm so excited for tonight's guest. That's guests, plural. I have two amazing people on my show tonight. I was actually recently on their amazing podcast, The Laughing Couple Podcast. I have Brittany and Ryan. I'm going to butcher their last name. Astafi on my show. You have no idea. We've been practicing that for like five minutes, guys. We're actually intro them in. So we'll see how I did. But let me tell you a little bit about them before I bring them on. The Laughing Couple Podcast intention is to deliver laughter, education, and relatability to topics such as relationships, parenting, sex, money, and marriage. Their laid back, no bullshit, fully transparent approach to communication is a refreshing substitution to what social media has recently been projecting. Having known each other for almost 30 years together since 2010. Wow. Brittany and Ryan bring a tremendous amount of real life experience to their community. Grounded in love, respect, and effective communication, Brittany and Ryan tell how it is and love when their guests do the same. As one of the fastest growing podcasts reaching number one in Canada, no big deal, in the family and parenting category, they built a loyal and connected community with a combined reach of over half a million subscribers and followers. And you guys, like, there's just so much more to tell about both of them, like they're creators. Brittany is a personality behind her amazing Instagram and TikTok page, Fostophy, a place where laughter meets sarcasm with a pinch of wine and a healthy dose of coffee. Ryan is a sales trainer, business development executive, mentor, and coach. You guys, I could tell you so much about them, but I would rather have them on because they're hilarious. Brittany and Ryan, welcome to my show. Hello. I just wow. want to say that you said, so you said my username, right? Like Bostofy, but just remove the B and that's the last name. Yeah, so, you, you so somehow I said your your handle right, but, but I to be name. fair, we I literally told you the incorrect way. Then she's like, "I use your name." I'm like, "A Sophie," but that's actually not right. No, the best part is that you broke it down. I did, and it, and it wasn't it right. Just think, can you say "os"? Can you say "os"? Now <laughs> say, to- say "toffee." Well, I'm I'm looking at you like our last name is not "os taffy." I also oh love that she broke it down like I was a toddler. So right. <laughs> This is what happens it's when totally you're a high school teacher for years. Totally That's common. what happens. It's, you know, it's in my teaching blood. Well, but if you're going to break it down for somebody. Well, listen, I wasn't teaching English. Even okay? a child, make sure you, you break it down properly because our last name is definitely not Ostafi. I was teaching art, not language. Right, fair, so, fair. Oh my God. Thank so you for funny. the wonderful introduction. That That is like over the top. I mean, hey, you guys, it's about you. You guys both have these uh, the dogs in my in-laws' house. Uh, you guys both have these amazing like bios, and I'm like, how do I like read this super fast so I can talk about all the amazing things about you? But like, bring you on top, dogs. Boy, bye. Real life. I always just like let this play on my show because people are like, oh my god, it's amazing you do all these things, and I'm like, yeah, and it's a shit show and it's real life. So yeah, here you go. <laughs> Usually the kids screaming and being loud, but like right now the two dogs are deciding to, you know, chime in on the fun. So guys, I said so much about you in your bios, but like seriously, it was an incredible podcast. I was just on. People love you guys. They find you guys hilarious. Love your transparency, which is why I wanted to have you on. Oscar, go lay the fuck down, please. Like, 
<laughs> transparency of who you guys are, like how you guys are just so open about everything. Like, tell me a little bit more about your story, how this podcast kind of came about, you know, your guys' journeys separate, but together, because there's so much to kind of unpack, mm-hmm. but I would love for you guys to both share a little bit before we kind of just get into all things. Well, first of all, you, you started off by saying that we've known each other for almost 30 years and the two of us looked at each other like, is that real? Yeah, we were like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I I'll, carried the it's one, true. I carried the one, I'm like, we it's have true. known each other for almost 30 years. Okay, and that's why I said, no big deal. Like that is couple yeah. goals right there. I mean, I've known my husband for 10 and I married him for nine. And I'm like, oh, proud of us, proud of us. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. But honestly, <laughs> well, like, Brittany's only 34. So that I was like, this seems like it's been a long time since we've known each we, other. Well, like, so we've been neighbors. We grew up, our parents lived across the street from one another and our moms quickly became friends. And, you know, we tell the story often, but I will just really shorten it for you because it's like, it could be its own episode. We actually have an episode on it. But essentially Ryan, like Ryan's three years older than me, like you said. And so I always had a really big crush on him. I used to think he looked like Devin Sawa from um, like Casper in Idle Hands. And so I was very obsessed with him. He had like the middle part, Nick Carter stitch going on. I love it. Exactly. I used to go outside (laughs) as like a gangly, like 12 year old. And I would be like, I'd be like, you guys, to my parents, I'd be like, you want me to like wash your car or like get the mail in hopes that he would like see me? <laughs> Except like I wasn't attracted, like I was 12 and I was like this weird giraffe like thing. And Ryan just did not give me I'm the sure you were all at 12 years old. Like all of us were. I'm I sure you were so beautiful. Awkward. No, I wasn't. I had a like, honestly, like I, I was a really awkward like preteen. Like I had so like, I. A severe, so I. severe overbite. They had to like put this appliance in my mouth and like, I just was like tall and lanky. I, my, my tits didn't come in till later, <laughs> but that was when Ryan, I swear to God, Ryan, I would like turn 16 and all of a sudden I was like, I have boobs. And he was like, just very, you know, um, coincidentally, he was like, do you want to, on MSN Messenger, do you want to like come over like a hot tub? <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll check my schedule. She needs to understand, and you guys all need to understand that it had nothing to do with her boobs. I didn't know she had boobs until she came over oh, in that okay. white bikini. But oh, he, oh, but he remembers the color. But, okay, we're getting so say, off track. I know clearly, we're getting off track. Clearly, that was a moment track. with the white bikini. Yeah. It yeah. was. But here's the thing, and here's what people need to understand is at 15, no 15 year old is going to be attracted course, to a 12 year old. That's weird. Course, but a 19 year old, yeah, you, a 19 year old will certainly be attracted to a 16 year old. Yeah, I get it. At some point in time, the age doesn't mean anything. Right. But when you're 15 and 12, yes, it means something. For sure. for sure. Anyway, yeah, neighbors, we went back and forth in relationships. We'd always kind of like meet back in the middle. There's a stint. We're not, we'll have to do a second episode on this with you, but there's a stint where. Ryan actually went, it was going to go on The Bachelorette. Stop. Like, like real life. And Stop. he decided not to go through with the last, like he was, he made it through all the auditions and he was like, well, you know, I'll, you can just wait for me when we come back and it'll be, I'll be like the villain saying like, I'm in love with my neighbor. And I was like, if you go on that show, I how am conceited, not waiting for how you. How conceited is that? I thought that to I'd get to the final. I, I just assumed I'd get to the final and I could be the bad guy. I wouldn't even have got out of the limo. To <laughs> you like, get the GTF out of here. You're not getting the rose the very first day. Oh my God. So yeah, funny. I mean, so hey, no. We just like, like, we've known each other for a really long time and we, we love to laugh. Like it really is the core of everything that we do. Communication 
is probably right on par with that. And so, you know, COVID hit and we have been chatting about wanting to do a podcast for a long time. And then finally we're like, shit, if this isn't the perfect time, we're never going to do it. So Ryan like bought all of the equipment at Christmas, like didn't really tell me. I think you were just like, do you think we should do this? And I was like, eh. And then he's like, well, I think we'll have to now because I just dropped a couple G's on all of this stuff. So we have to figure our shit out. So we did. And it's, it went really quickly and we were like, holy shit, but it's been awesome. Amazing. I love it. And so when you guys decide like, Hey, we're just going to kind of go all in, did you guys kind of just decide like you would just talk about anything and anything? Cause I mean, I've listened to your show. It's really raw, which I love. It's, it's super open. I mean, which I think is amazing. Cause I'm like that on my show too. Um, but like, you know, a lot of people don't think that way or think like, mm-hmm. let me just be myself and be super open and raw. They think like, how can I tailor this? Or how can I, you know, like, how did you guys kind of decide what it was going to be like, or did you not? And did you just start recording? Like, what did that look like? Well, kind of a little bit of A and a little bit of B. We've never been in this space before so everything that we were doing was brand new for us um so we kind of came into it blindly but i would say the um, the foundation of all of it so Brittany, the big what she's not going to admit to so i will do it because i'm her cheerleader <laughs> you know Brittany. Brittany had built the boston brand uh, on instagram she was growing it she was expanding it she had a wonderful community that she had created and um we wanted to, you know, tap into that. But the big problem that you have in Instagram or, you know, in Hollywood and all that world is people only show you the life that they want you to see. And we were adamant. It's super curated. Yeah, we were adamant that always. the podcast would be the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. You know, people always asked, always, it sounds so pretentious. People asked on a often, often, um, you know, you guys always get along, everything's so perfect. Like, how do you guys do this? And that's just not real. It's not, it's not grounded in reality. And so we said, if we're going to do a podcast, we're going to, you know, lift the curtain, so to speak. We're going to share real life experiences. We're going to let the audience and our community know that, you know, life is not always amazing. Mm -hmm. It's incredible, but it's not always fun. And, you know, I think if you can create this world where it's okay to, I don't like the saying, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to struggle. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have struggles. It's okay to not get along, to not communicate, to not be effective in your relationship. And if everyone knows that everyone else is doing it, then it's not a big thing. Mm -hmm. If you're in this silo and you think you're the only one that's experiencing it, then your partner really quickly becomes a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And we wanted wanted to make sure that, you know, we talked about how Brittany thinks I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) that's so untrue but it was it was an easy I think transition because like my Instagram definitely is very similar to yours in the sense that it's like unfiltered in in motherhood right like it's I started it because I was super like stressed out and I felt alone on my second mat leave and I was like holy shit I want to talk to somebody other than a baby and I really wasn't I mean I was still talking to myself on my phone (laughs) I hear but, you. But the DMs and stuff, it made me feel less alone. So I think the transition to the podcast was pretty easy because I usually talk about a lot of I feel like sometimes I share too much because same. I'm know. told I'm told pretty much every day that I share too much. I'm an overshare. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny to me, right? Like when you hear that and someone says to you, Oh, you know, you're an overshare, or why do you share so much? Or you share too much. It's like 
when did we decide that like we can't share what we feel when did we decide like as a collective that like there's too much like why can't it just be celebrated like ryan was saying of like whatever you're going through that's what you're going through it's valid it doesn't have to be anything more than just that it's the same thing with what you share if you choose you are yourself to share you're not saying somebody else has to share that deep but you're choosing to and i don't know why it's so triggering to some people i've noticed actually a lot of people lately that like when you share so much they're like oh well why are you like saying this and why are you saying that and i'm like it's just where I'm at. It's just my truth. It doesn't have to be your truth. Why is it so triggering to you? So, you know, I'm, I'm curious, especially for you, Brittany, being like someone who has built your platform, you know, on social, what has it been like for you? I'm sure you have an amazing community, as Ryan said, but what has it been like for you for those that aren't the most supportive? How have you chosen to continue to stay transparent and be who you are? Because I know that's something that I sometimes have to kind of struggle with the, the light and the darkness of that, if you will. Um, well, first of all, I feel like everybody is just like, I feel they have this like weird entitlement that they think that they're like the gatekeeper of other people's emotions and sharing. Like, who are you to tell me how much I can share? If it's too much for you, then you can, I roll and scroll. Like no one's forcing you to listen. Right. So that I never understand that, but really what launched, I think my page was trolling Tuesdays. I would get all of these random people DMing me really mean things. And I have a, I have a pretty thick skin. I used to teach high school, so but um, I'm human and sometimes it would hurt me more than I'd like to admit, but I used to be, I, I, I also taught drama, so I have a humorous dramatic side and I would make skits about trolls. So if they were like real life people, I'd make them into characters and I would like make these skits about what trolls would say to me. And it, it just kind of blew up and people started sharing. Cause for me, if I'm going to bring it back to humor, it doesn't, I'm not giving them that power, right? Like I can just laugh it off. And today I, I don't, I, I honestly have to bring it back because a lot of people I am getting TikTok is a whole other world. I, Instagram people can be kind of nasty, but TikTok is like, it's like ridiculous. I have so many trolls, but no, I think it's just, I think it's just a matter of keeping your, yourself, your, your true to yourself and not letting that affect you as much as you can. And, and however you need to cope with that. Like sometimes I need to take a couple of days off because I'm like, please, my mental health can't deal with yeah, this. For right? sure. And then that's okay too, right? Part of, part of sharing is knowing when it's maybe too much for you. And I'm feeling like, like a, I have a, a vulnerability hangover, right? So I need to just kind of chill out. I love that vulnerability hangover. Well, and Ryan, so like for you, as you obviously just said, you know, you're her number one fan and her shooter you know, jumping into kind of her world that she had already created and then, you know, being a part of this podcast. And then also like, I see you obviously on, you know, her feed and, and doing things like, what was it like to you to come into that space, especially then to kind of, I'm sure you already knew some things that were going on, but then to kind of be in it more, like what was like that like for you and, and to continue and also to share so vulnerably and kind of join in with her. You also took nothing personally. Yeah. Like he's I, so good at it to the point where I'm like, how are you not affected? This person's so mean. I really, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it, it was a, a bit shocking um, to hear what some people had to say. When they say it to me, it really doesn't bother me at all. That's just the reality of it. When they say it to my wife, it triggers me because- You too. Now I know, you're just like, okay. Well, I know it hurts you. And I, I, <laughs> and I think- I think as someone who cares for someone, when you see that they're hurt, uh, you want to protect them. And, um, you know, particularly when they're your spouse, you certainly want to protect them. I think for me though, um, I just really don't value the opinions of someone I don't know. 
Mm -hmm. um, oh, so, so if, if I don't know you, if you're not in my life, um, if we don't contribute to each other's um, everyday lives, it, it really doesn't impact me. What does impact me, which I think is one thing that I wasn't anticipating, was the people you don't know are often more supportive than the people you do know. Yeah, we touched on that. Um, and I think that was the biggest shocker for me was the people in my life who have been supporting me my entire life inside the box that we all agreed I fit in. All of a sudden, when I got out of that box, it was like, whoa, who mm -hmm. do you think you are doing that? Um, and that was the hardest part, I think. For that me. is the hardest. That is, part. it still it's is the so hardest happening. part. It yeah, is. let's 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 go there. I love that you guys yeah. brought that up because I know we talked a little bit of this about on you know on your show when I was on, and you know I think it's so interesting when you see whatever podcasters, entrepreneurs. It seems to be more the entrepreneurial route from what I've seen in my interviews, but overall in general, anyone who steps outside of the box or steps outside of the lines of the people that are their family or friends, people that have known them the longest those seem to be the most triggering like situations and triggering relationships and go from being like your biggest cheer there to like, what the F are you doing and what's happening? Mm -hmm. and what is this? How did you guys, you know, you guys are the number one parenting and, you know, podcast, you know, in Canada, it's massive. How did you guys handle? Yes. You have this rise of, you know, fame and popularity and everything and what you're doing from this community that you obviously don't know and, you know, in person, but you know, know them to the people around you who are supposed to be there for you being the complete opposite. Like, how have you guys been managing that? And how do you continue to grow and evolve through that as a couple to be able to continue to push out of the, that box further and just keep going? At first, I would say there was a generosity that existed for Brittany and I um, with the people in our lives because- Kind of just like that unspoken hurrah, like, let's, let's give them support because they're probably, this isn't probably going to go anywhere. Like you, this is great. Congrats. That's not like, what I was going to say at yeah, all, but I hear, either. yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, <laughs> no, at the beginning, I think there was a generosity that Brittany and I had because we realized that the people that were kind of like put on the brakes, put on the brakes, stay in the box. That was actually their way of supporting us. They wanted to protect us. And I think when we understood that we were able to kind of deflect it, it was almost like a thank you for your opinion. Thank you for caring for us. Certain. Thank you for, thank you for looking out for us. We're okay. And we're going to do this anyways. It wasn't until it took off where their fears, their worries and their concern considerations were no longer valid that it was like, well, why, they weren't concerned. It's they, like, they why aren't you supporting us? It's, it's mm -hmm. gone. It's gone. Well, we're doing well. It's, it's effective. And you know, there's a lot of people over here cheering for us why are you not only not cheering for us but we we did talk about this though we honestly before we launched it we were like listen we have no idea where the hell this was gonna go but we're gonna do it for us because honestly we were like it's covid this gives us an opportunity to create something together and really just sit down and have weekly conversations that spark up like spark up things that are not related to the pandemic that was huge for us we were like this is an escape right but we didn't know where it was going to go we had no idea it was going to go this way but we did say and this was you like you brought this term. i don't i honestly don't know the right exact wording but basically it's like first first they make fun of you then they doubt resist. you resist. then they resist you then they try to 
break you down. I'm so wow, sorry about that. Yeah, it really is. But, but then it eventually gets to, then they say that they know you. They go through these, like, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. go through these stages where it's like, you suck, not so much. Oh, wait a second. You think you're super cool. Oh, I went to high school with them. Do you know what I mean? It's like a stupid thing oh, like, where people- I've raised my hand. I've been through it so many times. Like, it makes me laugh because like another thing, like you're normalizing, right? That's like, this happens all the time. And it's so funny, like, especially with my styling and like my TV stuff and being on Bravo was like, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? You're crazy. All these things. And then it was like, oh, you know, I, I know her. Oh, you know, I babysat yeah. her. Oh, you know, I worked with her, you know? And it's like, Oh, really? Weren't you just like naysay? Where were you? Nasty. And yeah, exactly. Where were you? Now all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, I'm here, you know? And it's just, it's so interesting that when you hear that, like, this is just the collective in general of how people act and how they sadly, I guess, when Ryan was saying kind of this ego, right? It's like some of them, it is a protection thing. And it's also for their own comfort zone because they're not comfortable to go there. So therefore they don't want you to go there. Mm-hmm. And so they want you to just kind of stay small. And it's so interesting as you choose to grow and you choose to evolve it and get bigger and bigger, those that are meant to be around you obviously will grow with you. And those are, that are not will either be, you know, to the wayside or will just disappear. It's just the way it works. And I think what I love about you guys is like, it sounds like you just kind of keep diving into that growth and keep challenging yourselves and really stay connected within each other that you don't really let the noise of what's going on outside really play a part. What we do, the truth is, is like, we're, we're not like noise is a bit of a kryptonite to us. Um, I think that the one thing that I love the most about what we're doing was we're doing it together. Like I tip my hat to someone like yourself who you didn't have anyone to say, this is what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. So when that noise would come, even your spouse, he'd get it, but he wouldn't get it because he wasn't experiencing it. With Brittany and I, because the noise is, is coming at the two of us, it actually strengthens our relationship mm-hmm. because it's almost like a us versus the world kind of um, right. attitude towards it. Um, and, you know, when I'm going, when I'm going through it with, you know, my group or she's going through it with her group, it's this instant chemistry that we have together that we, we there's this relatedness around the subject matter. We fully get it. Um, and we're not, we're experiencing it together, but we're also overcoming it together. So I think if anybody is doing it with their spells, you know, it's a blessing to be able to say that you have somebody to do this with. I don't know, personally, I couldn't do this on my own. I know for a fact, I know me well enough to know that I couldn't do it on my own. Brittany, on the other hand, uh, unbelievable that she grew what she grew on her own, really, because I I wouldn't do it. I just, I know myself to to be the type of person that would just be like, you know what, you're right. I'm going to do something else. We've been talking about something that we, where we had a guest on, I honestly feel like we've quoted this so many times on our podcast, but he said to us, and it's really resonated. If you're not creating, you're judging. And I was like, holy shit. And that doesn't mean like creating in the same maybe house as, as we are, but like just in general, if you don't feel like you're in a creative space, whether that's in your relationship, your job or whatever, you leave room for judgment. And it's so true because it's, you're bored right? Like it's a projection. Absolutely. You're like, oh, well, I, I, I could do that. Okay. Do cool. it. Do it. Yeah. Like anyway, it, for all of, for the people who are negative, there are so many more positives. So we really try to bring, there's always one person I think that is like, you know what? No, fuck them. Or like you have to go back and forth, right? Like it, you are that rock for your partner in your relationship, in our creationship. <laughs> and whatever we're doing so and that's a cool thing to say is you know is you really stand back and realize 
that when you launch a podcast on the same day at the same time every single week and you go to your analytics and you look an hour into launching it when you wake up and you see that there are you know a thousand thousand plus people that have already downloaded and listened to your episode you're like who cares what the three people that I don't left bad reviews yeah who cares about (laughs) what they have to think there are actually people out there that are genuinely waiting to listen to what we have to say and that in itself is so cool it's weird that you that we can provide that we can provide something an outlet for somebody on a weekly basis it's the coolest it's, it's so the cool. coolest thing i've ever done it is super super cool but sometimes i have to like pinch myself i'm like huh, what like because most of the time Ryan and i are just shooting shit about but i think that's what people like and i think it's the same thing for yali is it's just real and it's raw and it's super relatable because a right. lot of our listeners have went through the stages of life that we're going through and maybe it wasn't talked about when they went through it and now it is being talked about so you feel less alone well you said it the other day you know you can go to a gala you get all dressed up you come home you're gonna get shit all your hands mm-hmm. right when you're a parent right. you're you gonna get, come home and get shit faced you, but not the good way yeah when you're <laughs> a parent you get shit on right and uh <laughs> you know you're not alone right exactly like we're, we're all in shit even if it doesn't look like it in the highlight reel of you know social media which is why i love podcasts so much because you get to have these real deep dive conversations and people are like oh that is going on oh i'm not alone oh she's not as put together as i thought she was and it's like that's okay like you just said Brittany, it like, makes you more relatable it makes it more vulnerable and then everyone else that's why people love listening to you guys and, and wait to hear the next episode because they're like oh i can relate to this oh mm-hmm. this is an outlet oh you know this does make me feel good and it's you know and it's you know it's, it's impactful for what you guys know are doing and i'm curious you know since you are such a team and clearly really vibe off each other it's very obvious to see even when you know i came on as a guest and you know being here tonight on my show how do you guys like being the fact that you are podcasting you're obviously working together a lot and you're parenting like what is it like to kind of dive into the other side of your relationship to make sure like that you're being, you know, there for each other on other levels and, and communicating to each other just without the podcast, without all the things, like just making sure you're actually staying in that like amazing sync that you guys have. We do a couple things. Like um, we haven't actually done it in a few weeks. It's just been pretty crazy, but we do like to try to have some sort of date night planned each week and that is it goes back and forth so say like this week say I was in charge of date night I would have to plan something and it can't he doesn't get to know he just kind of shows up this is what we're doing and I mean like show up and it's it's in our living room because we we were on lockdown for a really long time but we had to get creative and I think part of it was just like you know setting this as a scheduled thing we'd schedule so many other things in our life that it's super easy to just um push the date night back and it just compounds and you just keep pushing it because you know you're like you know what we understand we get it and you it's just one of those things that I think gets overlooked too much and then when it does you're like whoa you find yourself just completely separated so we try to do date night we also try to have we just did an episode called systems update so basically it's like a board meeting of our relationship (laughs) we try to do it like like ideally you do it quarterly and it's not it's something you should schedule like sit down talk to your partner and be like yo this past quarter all this shit happened this was great um I feel like this kind of area maybe it was in schedules with the kids but we kind of fucked it up or I need help here or Ryan's like you know what I'm really busy here I would have this is what I could have used and we we don't make each other wrong that's huge 
we don't make each other wrong for those things. It's just more about opening up the communication and talking about it. Um, but we do, we have to continuously work on it. It's maintenance. When you're in a relationship, you have to maintain the marriage. You have to maintain it. It doesn't just continue to be the exact same as when you start. Sorry, I almost slapped you in the face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's you. <laughs> you got to schedule in your shit. It's just like anything else. And, and we talk about this too. You, you have to schedule in intimacy and people think that's so weird, but like, that no, you do. I tell my husband all the time. I'm like, you have to schedule like, it. Oh, text tonight. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, it hasn't happened. And it needs to happen. So we're doing right. it. He's like, well, and I'm like, no, I'm like, it's been a couple weeks. Like, we're not going past that. So, you know. And- yeah, see, I'm not in charge of the sex schedule. Um, <laughs> and, and for for I, us, for and, yourself, and for if, sure. Well, uh, unfor- <laughs> like, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, I am in charge of that schedule. <laughs> Um, no, I think the big thing, there's two, two big components. So going back to what she was, uh, from, she, going back this to what girl was saying, saying, this one, I've known going, her for 30 plus years, going back to what Brittany the girl was in the saying, white bikini. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Exactly. Is, um, you know, every quarter at the end of the quarter, you do, you know, what were our intentions for this quarter and what were our outcomes? Where were we effective and where were we ineffective? We really do treat it like it's a business. Mm-hmm. And then we dress up and, in like, like business clothes that's and then it's like super sexy and there's like <laughs> that part's a lie um but the other thing is and you were talking about juggling and wearing with different hats i think a lot of parents uh in particular but just business busy people in particular wear multiple hats yeah. um and they feel like they're juggling we actually define our hats that we're wearing when we're podcasting Brittany is my podcast partner and what does that look like it looks like okay on on uh, Tuesday, we launch our podcast. Well, how does that work? I edit on I edit it on Monday. I launch it on Monday. Brittany markets it on, on, on Thursday. She markets it on Friday. She has her distinctive role inside our agreements in the podcast. I have my distinctive roles inside the agreements within the podcast. And those are who we are inside this world. Then we have the parent hat that we wear. And they have their own set of rules and conditions. And we call them the conditions of satisfaction. We actually say, okay, here's what those rules are. Here's what it looks like to do it effectively. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. No, I don't agree. Counter offer. And then we come, we literally come to an agreement on what every single one of our roles looks like. So there isn't any surprises. We're not setting each other. This also has taken years. years. I love you said that because I'm just going to say like to what you guys are both saying right now, was it always this intentional and like, and, 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 and you're saying no. So when did it get this intentional and when how? we hated each other yeah we okay. we have okay. an episode so, called i hate my life where okay. we were i don't think i've heard that one so can you t- share a little bit with my audience of like how that you know be- went from that to becoming so intentional and mm-hmm. like why that was so important because i think that especially right now as a collective we are all learning individually and all together how mm-hmm. important being intentional is and it's not just a word and there is so much to that mindfulness and like how much work we all have to do on ourselves as well as with mm-hmm. others and I love that you guys said that because I think that also like that whole normalization of couples like going through that is massive. And somehow we're just taught like, oh, you know, you just figure it out and, you know, you just kind of coexist. And it's like, not if you want to be successful and happy and actually have real joy in your relationship, which you guys very much do. And a lot of people would say you guys are like couple goals, like I would. So, you know, could you talk a little bit more about being intentional and how you went from that place of hating to where you are now? Well, it all started like literally the the epicenter of our entire relationship, the way that it looks right now, started with the words, I hate my life. 
I hate my life right now is literally what Ryan said. And I was pregnant. It was the moment. <laughs> it was the moment that shifted everything for us because it was like, okay, I, I really, truly hate the life that I have right now. What are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. It was, I, I think that, I mean, again, like we had just moved in with, to, with each other. And I think we thought it was going to be a little bit, it was a rushed move in because we, we had expectations. Yes, we did. We, we had lived at my parents' place for a bit thinking that it would just kind of be an easy transition. Like we were going to save some money, get our own space, but then we moved out quicker than we had planned. And yeah, like we just weren't seeing eye to eye. You didn't have that buffer of parents around. Right. And so it was kind of shocking for us that we were like not really getting along. And so <laughs> I was, I got pregnant <laughs> and it was literally like less than 1%. Like, like Riley, our daughter is literally a miracle. A, a miracle. Like we, we have, a, did we talk about, I think we did talk about it. It's a, a really TMI episode, like how we got pregnant, but anyways. Um, and I, Ryan likes to tell the story a completely different way, but I wasn't ready to be a mom. Like I was 26. I was bartending. I was in, just about to go, no, I had just finished teacher's college and my plan was, you know, finish teacher's college, get a job, get married, move like, and it wasn't Do going in that. Yes. Yeah. It, I had a checklist. It wasn't going in that sequential order. I was panicking. Um, and we were not in a good place. And I was like, at the time I was also doing bridal hair on the weekends and I love coffee. And I remember a few weekends in a row, I was getting up at the crack of ass and I couldn't, I would have a coffee and I couldn't stand the smell of coffee. I was like, something's wrong. Like something's not right. <laughs> and I knew it. I freaking knew it. And I took a test and I told Ryan, I wasn't feeling well. And I stayed in the bathroom for like an hour. I was crying. He finally was like, are you, are you alive in there? And I remember like handing him the stick and I was crying. And I said, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I literally said to him, my life is over. I, I, I handed him the pregnancy stick and I know that's probably going to trigger some people, but I was totally not ready to be a mom. And he said, Oh my God, I'm going to be a dad. Like he was so excited. And I was like, uh -huh. he was so cute, but it made me even more angry because he was just, like, the response was so lovely. And I was just like freaking out. Long story short, we sat down and after we digested what was happening and we short said, story long. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> we just decided like, listen, we're going to raise this child either together and we're going to put our shit aside. We have to make a commitment or we will raise this child separately, but as partners, like we're always going to be in each other's lives. We have so much respect for one another that we would never ever do it in a, any different way. And we were like, no, like we're going to fight for us. And then it, we kind of just made that commitment and slowly started working on our communication, which is really what we share on our podcast and how we do it. And it's just, it's been an ongoing thing though. Like people think, wow, you guys are such good community. No, it wasn't always this way. It's taken years. The, the truth is we did the work. We did. And we're still doing the work. We did the work. Like I, I enrolled in a handful of personal development programs so that I could get to the source of why I wasn't happy why I wasn't fulfilled I got to realize that I was responsible for a lot of the things that were occurring in my life and I stopped blaming Brittany for the things that were going on in my life to basically it was all Ryan's fault I took ownership it was well the, 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 tr the truth of the matter is is <laughs> no matter what the situation is it's always you always I was gonna it's, say you got you got out of you. victim mentality mm -hmm. and yeah. owned it yep because things don't 
happen to us, they happen for us. Right. And, and then and when, what, when people see that, it's like, wait, what? Like, I, that for me was a, a game changer because I was like, oh, I'm not the victim. Oh, I have to own this. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. But the really cool thing is, is when, when I finally showed up authentically and true to myself and wasn't blaming Brittany, she wasn't being blamed. And when she wasn't being blamed, she wasn't being defensive and Mm -hmm. she wasn't being defensive. She wasn't blaming me. And so when, when I shifted, she shifted. And then there was this massive generosity and beauty that really came of our relationship um, that kind of blossomed out of the the fact that I just got out of my own way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized that what was important to me was, was, bringing laughter, bringing joy, bringing love into a household. And I wasn't contributing that to our household. So when I started contributing that to our household, things really shifted, but this has been an ongoing, this has been an ongoing thing. This has been eight years since we found out we were pregnant. Um, We've stayed inside the world of personal development, personal growth. Um, and I think that I would say maybe 25% of our podcast is really around that subject. I'd say more, like we really try to have every few episodes, we kind of just give conversations and start conversations about how we work through that communication. And it's been, I mean, the responses that we've got have been awesome because I I personally love reading DMs where someone says, you know, I just listened to this episode. I'm going to try this with my husband, or we just did this. Um, it's been a great communication. I and mean, even people in like my real life are like, I, I, I think differently because of this episode. And it, I'm just like, it's awesome. like, yeah, that's awesome. It's that's impactful. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, you know, well, it's actual intention. It, it's the, you know, intentionality that you guys have had in your relationship, but then projecting it out into the world and people that need it are resonating with it and receiving it and actually being able to make it impactful in their world, which is awesome. It's how you create this ripple effect, right? One right. second, I mean, like when it comes down to it, Ryan was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we just go, go, go over Ryan not making wrong. me wrong? <laughs> that is what he's trying to say. Like if we could sum it all up, Ryan was wrong. <laughs> totally joking. Oh no. Just joking. Yeah. So. But I love what you, I love, you you've used the word intentionality a lot. I love intentionality, um, but does. inside intentionality, intentionality only works with commitment. Mm-hmm. And so you you can be intentional about something, but if you're not committed to it, it just doesn't work. And so we're intentional and very committed to our relationship. If things aren't working, it doesn't work. It does not for us. We have an agreement that if it's not working, we're in communication around it because. If we're not in communication around it, then it compounds. And then, you know, a week later, a month later, you start fighting about something that's real. It's an acute little argument. And then you bring in all of this past that you've been carrying with you Mm -hmm. for the last month. It doesn't work because you can't, you cannot be intentional with what's actually happening when all of this other stuff's coming with it because there's really no place for you to look at, stand in, and move on from. That goes back to like when you're talking about how, like when we podcast, we wear our podcast hats. When we parent, we're wearing our parent toupees. Or toupees. I'm trying to think of a different word for hat. But what you, what I think that needed to just be explained with that is that say, say one of us maybe didn't really fulfill our parent duty for that day or we dropped the ball, but we had podcast stuff to do. We really try not to bring in like our 
annoyance with the parent. Like we have a job to do. These are our hats right now. I'm not going to be pulling shit from your other hats and throwing it in here. Does that make sense? Like, so it's hard to do though, because like, and we talk, we usually talk about it on the podcast. That's where we do. I love you. And you're annoying. I was going to say, that's a big thing for our podcast. And it was, we did it as kind of a a icebreaker for guests so that our audience and our community could really get that whoever we're talking to is a real human being who has mm-hmm. real human emotions and real human problems and it gets annoyed but for us it's something that we've been doing now for well over a year and i'm telling you it's probably the most impactful thing that mm-hmm. we do it's called i love you and not i love you but right. it's mm-hmm. i love you and you're annoying and we talk every time we're annoyed we share why we're annoyed with each other and it goes away so that if we do have an actual blow it. up, yeah. yeah, if we do have an actual blow up, something real happens in our lives, the shit. only thing we're dealing with is what we need to deal with, which is that real thing. Everything else has already been talked about. It's mm-hmm. already been discussed. And we only do it once a week. Like it's very important that you're not every single day. Like I love you, but right. you're so annoying. Like choose, choose, yeah, choose one thing that's kind of bothering you this week and communicate it. Right. The word, and by the way, the word and replacing the word, but is a very impactful way to change a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love that you spoke to doing the work, like when you said about, you know, Hey, intentionality is great, but if you don't actually commit to it, then it's not going to happen. It goes for anything, right? You're like, Oh, I have the intention to, you know, get healthy and, you know, lose weight or I have the intention to not get triggered and be angry at my spouse or whatever. Maybe there's so many different intentions, right? But people don't realize, I appreciate you guys sharing that I'm doing the work and really committing to it because I think people forget that second piece. I know even I was guilty of that. Like when I first years ago was like, I'm going to have intention to do this and I'm going to do this. And I like wrote all these things down. I was so proud of myself. I had all these intentions. And then it was like, nothing was happening. And I was like, what the fuck was going on? You know? And then it was like, I manifested and nothing happened. Right, I mean, nothing happened. Like what is going on? You know, and this secret like, thing's bullshit. Exactly. What is this crap? You know, <laughs> I was like, I love it. Oh, I didn't actually put the work in. And so like, I really appreciate, you know, for you guys to share how much you guys put the work in because I think it's really important for my audience and, you know, for anyone that like chooses to listen to, to say like, Oh, like, there is work and, it, and it's, you know, work in the relationship, work in the podcast, work with your kids. Like, it's like life is work, but I also love that it seems like you guys also do a great job of really finding this like marriage, no pun intended, of like this creation mm-hmm. within that work and like constantly creating and flowing and not just being stuck in, in work. And I think that's where you see like the magic happen with so many people is like when they're in creation mode it isn't work. And you just see that like free flowing and that alignment. And that's why people resonate with it and pick up on it, which I'm curious, like we, you know, made the joke about manifesting, but for you guys, do you have certain things that you either do separate or together that helps you do stay um, going forward with like your goals and intentions or any type of, you know, um, hate buzzword, Mm self-care, self-preservation, self-love, things that you guys do, you know, for you or for each other that like you'd want to share. Because I think it's always important for especially parents to Mm kind of hear that like this also is something that many of us do, even if we don't share it. Like I know for me, I meditate daily. I, you know, do breath work. I write in my gratitude journal. Like I have so many things that I do that help me stay grounded and come back to Allie and not just be in the hat of mom, Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, this, that, and the other thing. Because like you guys said, you both wear many hats. And I love that you talked about separating those hats 
But I think in my, in, in, at least in my experience, a lot of that separation also comes with having to figure out how to make those separations happen and how to also mm-hmm. reset yourself and to be able to refuel to come back to it. So what does that look like for you guys separate or together? Yeah, the, the funny thing is it's, it's great timing. So we're early, we're early July. So we just completed a quarter and we're stepping into a quarter. And one of the things that Brittany and I have really discovered about ourselves the last two quarters, because we're wearing so many hats, the one hat that we drop or forget to put on more often than not is the self-care hat. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that we put aside we spend more time with the kids. We we play with them instead of working out or exercising. And so this is something that this quarter we're very intentional with is, okay, what does it look like to take care of ourselves? With COVID being the way that it is here in Ontario, Canada, we've been literally under house arrest for well over a I year. So bad in Canada. Um, yeah, it, it really has been. And so getting out and hanging out with your girlfriends or getting out and hanging out with your buddies and doing things like golfing for me, they're outlets that we haven't had access to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've just put our heads down and, and ran. And not that we're getting burnt out by any means, but it's certainly something that we have pushed aside that we're no, like this quarter, our intention is to really take care of ourselves. Yeah, I think too, though, as a couple, like we like to do, um, like we'll do just like, don't make it, I think people are like, you have to have like a, a mood board and a vision board and these are your goals. Like, no, like we pull <laughs> out. Who time for all that shit? <laughs> right. And like, you know what? Some people love doing Some that. And like, totally, amazing totally. Good for you. Totally. I love that for you. I'm not good with scissors. Um, <laughs> But we'll take out, like I'll pull out my phone, my notes and I'll be like, like we just, we just looked at last year. We made like a, a one year goals for the podcast, five year goals or whatever. And we were like, holy shit, we, we accomplished, I think three of the five year goals within a full year. And and it's one of those things that like is very important to just write down to look back at because you forget. And I think we had just talked about this yesterday. If somebody would have told us that we had like, I think three, four years ago, you're going to have this, 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 and this today, we would have been like, bullshit. And then we said, sign me up. Sign me up. And, and I'll, I would never be stressed if I had all of those things. Yet we do find ourselves finding stresses because we're human. But I think it's important to kind of you know, have those mini goals, celebrate those ones that you accomplish because that's huge. And whatever that looks like, maybe that looks like having a glass of champagne, maybe that looks like booking a trip, whatever it is, but, you know, give yourself grace and gratitude. Yeah. Love that. Grace and gratitude. I just made that up. Right I love now. it. That's good. Yeah, girl. <laughs> G and G, baby. That's what I was going to say. Jan J. Love yeah, you have to celebrate the little, Add the, an extra you, you, you do chance. have to celebrate the, uh, the mini milestones, so to speak, but you also have to set those milestones, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, you can't celebrate a milestone if you, if you didn't know you had one. So it starts with creating the milestone. It starts with unfolding what there is to do inside that, and then create mini milestones within the milestones so that you can achieve them and achieve them and achieve them. Um, but the big thing I think, and you talked about this earlier and Brittany talked about this earlier is, um, when you're not creating that judgment that comes in, I find that the opposite is it's the same sentence, but it's reversed. I find that when I am judging, it's a time for me to realize I'm not creating. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a second. Why am I scrolling and judging this person? Why am I saying, why am I giving my energy to do that? hundred percent. 
why is there an, a fragment of my day that's spent looking at somebody else's stuff and in, a, in a negative, annoying way? Mm -hmm. um, and Brittany and I had this because it was our end of the end of the quarter last week. We had this conversation. I said to her, I said, I've been spending the last three weeks judging people. I know I'm not creating enough. What can we build next? What, what can we do next? Oh, where is that coming? And where is that? Yeah what's the core root what's of it all word? like wh where is that coming from and then what can we build because that. if we're not building then you know what is there for us mm -hmm. right so that's that's where we get to say okay well wh where do we want to take the podcast who do we want to start talking to what do we want to you know how fun can we make this right no i love that and again it goes back to how you guys are so intentional and how you do communicate because it's, it's very obvious from what you guys shared how even the dynamic is is that you have that going back and forth and that you really like you don't just say it you actually do it and I think that's a big difference with so many people that so many people can just talk 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 right but to actually walk the walk and do the work and step into it it's a whole different story but then that's like really where you see the magic happen you know and you like you guys said and you guys continue to evolve and figure out what works and what doesn't and what doesn't serve you and how you leave that behind and go forward you know and I think it's awesome especially for you know parents to get to see that with you two because you know you do have so many things you guys are both doing but you're also just parents and like you know there's so many parents out there that feel like all these limiting beliefs like oh i can't do this or this goal isn't going to happen or you know this might be this or you know this is in my way but you two are constantly proving like that's not true if you choose to be intentional about it and actually set yourself up for success yeah so i think work there's sacrifices like right now we podcast we call it our dark hustle we do it when everyone's either in bed at nighttime or before they wake up and it's a sacrifice Hey man, I do the same thing. I know. Right. right. And you and you hope to you hope to position yourself uh, in a place where you can do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, is success is not convenient. No. Um, and doing something different is not convenient. Oh, that's powerful. Uh, right. And so, yeah. is it like? Would you say it's more powerful than? um like great gratitude or would you say it's less <laughs> yeah powerful? what's the big take what's the big takeaway here like success you is to choose. i mean like absolutely no pressure, no pressure what you're gonna pick but. well the g and g sounds better flows better <laughs> i was gonna say grace and gratitude just kind of may become the title of this podcast episode but i have to say that success is not convenient is also really freaking oh, okay. good and i feel like i need to write that down for myself mm -hmm. because it's so flipping true it can be like the subheading winning <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's true. You know, you, you want to do something different. You, you can't do something different with the same mindset you had before you did it. Mm -hmm. right. Something's got to change. That's right. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, again, what it comes back to the, the commitment and the intention of it is, okay, what do we want to do? How do we want to do it? And what does it look like? And then are we willing to do that? Mm -hmm. When we started the podcast, one of the biggest questions we did was we said, okay, if we're going to start this, we've got to be committed to, to 52 episodes. Okay. We haven't, we haven't missed a week, which is bananas. 52 I, episodes because, awesome. because that first year is going to be a struggle. We're not going to know how to do it. And it's going to be tough, but if we're not committed to 52 episodes, then we're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And so we did, we unfolded 25 of the 52 episodes and we said, hopefully we can get a guest. <laughs> uh, I love it. I and love then it. it, and that's how it worked. Yeah. So cool. I know you guys have had like so many amazing guests and you're out clearly your podcast is doing super well. So I could clearly we're going to do a part two on mine too, because there's just so much to talk about, yeah. but what's next 
for the laughing couple and for like you guys like as a couple of you hopefully get Canada out of flipping lockdown what's next <laughs> for you guys you know as far as like individual together like what would you share for those listening that like hey this is what's coming for us or this is what we're you know creating like all that I think we've just had so much fun doing what we've done um what we've realized after doing this now for a little over a year is we started a really powerful conversation with people. That was what we wanted to do is we wanted couples to listen to our podcast, leave our 30 minute podcast and have a takeaway that they can instantly have in their car to, and implement. Yeah. What we've realized, however, and laugh. And laugh. Yeah. What we've realized, however, is somewhat irresponsible to start a conversation that someone's not, um, effective in having right so if you're not an effective communicator i can give you a subject matter and it can blow up really quickly and so what we're doing now is we've realized that because we have the audience and because we have the community what we what we really truly owe that community is the next level and so now that covid is the covid restrictions are lifting in this province our our job our goal in the next year is to build a real community where we can actually provide true value to them, not just a conversation starter, but where do you take that conversation and how do you turn that conversation into a workshop? Or, yeah. Yeah. So we're hoping to awesome. do some of those things. I love it. Workshops. We might tackle YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. We just want, we just want to provide more content and, uh, and more value to people ultimately so at the cool. end of the day, because this stuff, this stuff was something that we needed to do just to be together. This was something we wanted to do to create something together. Now we've created it together. And it's like, you know what? We could actually do this together. Mm -hmm. We like, I don't like each other. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we actually kind of enjoy hanging out together. <laughs> yeah. Like I love you, but like, I also like you. So that's pretty cool. And you know what the cool thing is, and we, we get this, we're getting this more frequently as we start stepping into this personal development conversation on our podcast, which wasn't the intention at the beginning. It was really designed to make people laugh. Um, is people are saying, wow, you know, you guys really have a lot of like real life experiences, but like you actually have tools to back up what you guys are saying. You should do this. And we're reading these things. And we're saying, you know what? in a perfect world, if I close my eyes and say, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? It is this. Mm -hmm. So we're going to lean into it. Amazing. And I love that. Like you're going to lean into it and you're just going to go for it. And I think so many people, again, like are afraid to just do that. They're afraid to get out of the box. They're afraid to leave the in-between the lines. But it's like, it shows what you guys are doing and what you're creating and continuing to create. And I think that when you are in a creative space, no matter what it is you're doing, whether it's with a couple or by yourself, people see that and they feel that and they receive that energy and they're like, I want to be a part of this somehow too. And I want to learn, I want to evolve and grow with them, you know? So it's no surprise, honestly, I was very excited to you guys because it's no surprise that you guys have had the success that you've had and why people resonate so hard with you two. I absolutely think you two are like adorable and hilarious all at once. Um, and Brittany, by the way, I have to go back to you when you said, I, I love you, but now I actually like you. Maybe now that's the title of the episode. Yes, also <laughs> both for me, It's true, you can love your partner, but sometimes you don't like them, so. It is so true. Like, no, hundred <laughs> percent. I've actually said this to my husband. I'm like, I love you, but I don't like you so much right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So, so I mean, it's awesome. You guys are awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to do a part two with you on my show and have you guys back to talk some more. Tell everyone where they can find you and follow you. Obviously guys, it'll be in the show notes. Um, so we are on Instagram at the laughing couple podcast. You can see all of our fun stuff over there. We do really funny reels. So if you like laughing, yes, you do. I was laughing at the like laughing, you can leave. 
or you can check out Bostify. I also have a lot of stuff, fun stuff over there. Ryan's always on there, um, or my TikTok, which is also Bostify. But if you have anything you need to say, I will just make a troll out of you. So. Yeah, and then you can listen to the podcast on literally any podcast channel. Yes, yeah, we're on Apple, all major. Yeah, all of it. also that. Yeah, also there's a podcast. Also, we have a podcast, so like if you want to listen, that's cool too. If not. <laughs> I love it. You guys are hilarious, guys. There were so many gems from this episode. Is anything you took away from this? I hope that you really took away the intentionality and the work that you have to do in your life and in your relationships. Bernie Ryan, you guys were amazing. Till next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, Allie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.